Chuck Taylor here doing a little subbing for Greeny and Matt today. And boy, have we got a real treat for you today. It is such a tremendous honor, privilege, and joy to welcome to the show a 16-time PGA Tour winner, five-time Ryder Cup player, two-time Ryder Cup captain, a World of Golf Hall of Famer, a Masters champion, a PGA champion, one of the founders of the Champions Golf Club in Houston, and the oldest living major champion, Mr. Jack Burke, Jr. Welcome to the golf shop, Mr. Burke. Well, good. I'm glad to hear you. You guys sound like you're doing good. Mr. Burke, can we return to that memorable year of 1956 for a few minutes and talk about the year that you won uh, the Masters and you won the PGA Championship both in one year? Uh, As you uh, teed it up on the, the final Sunday of the Masters of 1956, Oh, uh, is it correct? You were eight strokes behind as you teed it up on number one uh, that day. That's right. And who was your playing partner that day, Mister Burke? Well, I was I was talking to Doug Ford before I teed off, and uh, I I told him. I mean, the wind was blowing over fifty miles an hour. Yes, sir. And I told him I'd take seventy-seven and and never tee off. He said, I'll take 78. I mean, it was just uh, playing downwind is about as hard as playing in the wind, like the second hole at Augusta. I've never, it's a par five, and I've never been on it in my life with anything. And I went over the green after my drive with a five iron, which is just unheard of. Yes, sir. And uh, then, of course, now you're going back into the wind, which. The third hole is a fairly short hole, and you could always play to it with an eight or nine iron. And I've hit a three iron to it, and uh, so it was just a day that you you weren't winning, thinking about winning. I mean, you're just thinking about surviving. Now, Ken Venturi was ahead by. Eight strokes of you, but he was only ahead of Kerry Middlecoff, I think, four strokes when they teed off number one on that particular day. So uh, you weren't playing with Ken, were you? No, I was was playing with Mike Suchek. Yes, sir. Great uh, great golfer out of Duke University. Uh, So so, uh, did you think you had a chance at eight strokes behind when you teed off to win? No chance. The only time I thought I had a chance – was after uh, I, I missed the 17th green uh, in the fringe a little bit, and I didn't want to chip it. I took my putter and putted through the grass, and it went in the hole, and that put me one under par. And Suchek came over to me and slapped me on the back, and he said, those guys behind us are falling dead. You're you're in the lead. You don't want to be in the lead uh, and have to hit a second shot in to the 18th. If you miss it to the left, I'll I'll wager that you you might not be able to chip it on and hold it from going across and down that hill there. Yes, sir. So, uh, but when you teed it up on I number, got, I, I got in the trap. I aimed for the trap, and 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 I, I knew I could play some kind of a little shot out of there. 
and I did play it and uh, got it down there about three or four feet and made it. Yes, sir. I didn't know that that would win, though. Uh, but when you teed it up on 18, you knew you had a chance to win, and that was the first point you knew you had a chance, correct? That's what Suchek was telling me that. <laughs> yes, I sir. didn't know I had a chance. I don't know. You, you, you actually never know out there. Yes, sir. Well, as, as you know, Ken Venturi was a great amateur at that particular point, and he shot an 80 that particular day. And in what a, in your opinion, what happened to, to Ken that day? Was it the, the winds, or what do you think happened to him that day? Wind is, is something uh, that, that uh, it, it just takes it. it, it, it You've got to be lucky, and you've got to understand how to make a – decision out there because you, you got 14 clubs and some of them have lofts and some of them don't uh, so you just you're dealing with lofts of clubs all day long yes sir so it's called it's called to play golf and that's what that's what you have to do the well it was a great great champion you shot 71 that day Kim Venturi shot 80 which shows how superior your game was on that particular day, and it was a great championship. And, uh, and 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 because of that championship, you have a permanent locker at Augusta. Well, that was awful nice of you to let Tiger sh- sh- share your locker. I tried to get him to leave with a few of them $100 bills in our locker. Well, he should leave you a l- little reimbursement, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think uh, about the Masters this year playing in the fall uh, with no fans? To be honest with you, the very few pros play, play to a crowd. They, they they don't have any feeling about a crowd. They have a feeling about the next shot they're getting ready to play. If they know what the hell they're doing, uh, it's a it's not, it's not a the tournaments, particularly on a course like Augusta, with the speed of the greens and the the various terrain that they're playing in is is uh, not easy. Yes, sir. Like Wingfoot, they're playing at Wingfoot this year, aren't they? Yes, sir. The U.S. Open, where you were, uh, I think, assistant pro that's or, or pro a, at one point. That's going to be a tough golf course to play on. Uh, absolutely. Uh, now, in 1956, you also won the PGA Championship, which at that time was a match play format. A lot of people don't realize PGA at one time was a match play format. Uh, describe that event that year for you and how difficult it was to win. Well, we're in Boston. Uh, we're playing at a club called Blue Hills. I, I was playing pretty good, and and I was putting pretty good. And I, I stayed around and practiced my putting more than I did anything because, you know, you, you, you really uh, – the match play tournament in the PGA – is about as hard as you're going to get, and uh, you you just whether you're up or down, it doesn't make any difference. There's a lot of indecision in it, and uh, you really, when you're playing the what we were playing, you really don't think of winning. Winning is Sunday, and we're out here on Thursday, so you really don't get into winning until they tell you that you won. 
I want to remind our listeners, we're talking to Jack Burke Jr., the oldest living former major champion, 1956 champion in the Masters and the the PGA. Uh, Mr. Burke, what's your favorite memory of your professional golf career? Oh, it just is something that I didn't really plan out. I just was going day by day. I was in a war and got through that, which was lucky, and then got – I was working in, at Metropolis Club, and I worked at Wingfoot, and I worked at a club in Jersey, Hollywood Club in Deal. And so you had to go go to do those jobs before you ever worry about your, your career. Uh, I mean, your career is, but you better be teaching pretty good. So I taught because my dad taught me how to teach. And uh, Yes, sir. I never will forget. He he explained a follow through. He said the reason they call it a follow through is because you follow something, so you actually have to learn to follow a swing, and uh, and that's where it stands. And then they put it on the scoreboard. Yes, sir. It's nothing more than that. And I'd like to remind our listeners that you and Jimmy Demerit formed the Champions Club of Houston, and you still run the club today and that uh, four men from the Champions Club have walked on the moon. Isn't that correct? Yes, we we, we have the Women's Open coming here. It was in June, but the weather didn't, didn't, didn't help us. And we got it now in de- December the 6th. Yes, sir. And we hope uh, that'll be nine major events that we put on here at Champions. And so that helps our members when they travel. They 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 reciprocal. They get to play other courses because when people come down this way, they want to play out here. You will be equal to Pinehurst in terms of number of major championships hosted uh, after December of this year, which is a great great accomplishment. You have a great great club there, and it, it's a wonderful club. And and uh, we uh, we would love to be able to. Uh, to play it someday. I also wanted to, to mention yeah. to our listeners your service to our country. You were a four-year uh, Marine veteran and during World War II and part of the, the greatest generation, and we thank you for your service very much. And it sounds like, Mr. Burke, that you're still very active. You're still keeping up with uh, everything in the golf world. It's been our honor, our privilege, and, and we, we wish you uh, all the best. Well, I just think that we need to keep it going. We need to keep the play going. And uh, we're, we're down here trying to do it here at Champions. So when your visitors come this way, we're glad to see them. Uh, thank you for the phone a- call. Absolutely. Thank you for your time today, Mr. Burke. It's been wonderful.